holy name of Jesus, amen. Why bother? That's really uh, the point of Reformation Day, I think. Why bother? Why bother with Lutheranism? Why bother with the church? Why bother with Zion? Why bother with anything? Why go to this church and not one of the dozens of other ones that you pass to get here? Well, because of the truth. And it's so hard to find the truth today. And you can't tell what is true and what is false. Who out there is lying to you and who is just telling you half-truths? You can't tell. Why bother then? Why not just pursue your own truths instead? Why not build a world upon what you think is true and then just never look back? Why bother? Well, because there is truth. It is real. You can know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's why we bother. But free from what? They're perplexed. Jesus, what do you mean? Freedom? Well, we've never been slaves. How dare he? Now, at the end of this conversation that Jesus has with them about knowing the truth and the truth setting you free, and who doesn't want freedom after all, uh, they accuse Jesus of being demon-possessed, and then they pick up stones to try and throw them at him so as to kill him. Like, that's what he gets for this, trying to set people free from sin and from death. He's undermining their system of self-righteousness, of box-checking. He is getting rid of the system where they just try and do the best they can so they can get the best from God. They don't even know that they're slaves to sin. It's not hard to imagine, though. You could be ignorant of this, right? I mean, if you're just born into something, you might not ever know what it's like to be something else. And if you try to convince me otherwise, well, I may just get mad at you and try to throw rocks at your head. And that is also what happened 500 years ago. Uh, 1517 with Martin Luther and the uh, Reformation because we had a very good system in place and we we're all pretty much happy with it it worked out pretty good uh, you could attain righteousness and sanctification you could be a good person and and then just like kind of earn your place in heaven it worked really well just say say a bunch of prayers and do nice things you can spring people from an imaginary place called purgatory and get them into heaven. It was all very appealing. Sounds nice. I mean, here's the deal. You just throw a few extra dollars at the church and then you're good with God. God will love you more. Just, just put a little bit extra in there. Now with that, we can, we can, we can fix any budget issues we may have. And, and then people can go home with a nice certificate saying that, well, you put a few extra dollars in today, good for you. But Martin Luther comes along 
and he discovers that there was no amount of prayer, there was no amount of repentance, there was no amount of good deeds that he could do that would lift the guilt of sin from his shoulders. So, rather than trying to do more, he actually lifts up the scriptures, opens them, and abides in the word of God and Christ Jesus, and he discovers what the world had forgotten, that the truth will set you free. That the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the works of the law, and that you are justified by faith. It's hard to believe, but we really had forgotten. And this has happened multiple times in church history, too. Luther was not the first one to come along and to correct course. Who knows who else will come along as well. That's why we still celebrate this, I guess, so that we don't have to wait for another Luther. And you're like, I don't know, we're going to hang on to it this time. But there it is. It's good news. It's fantastic news. It's the best news that you're set free. But guess what happened to Luther? He ends up being on the run for most of his life with a price on his head. Hmm. That is what we celebrate today. See, we like the lies. We actually kind of enjoy the half-truths. We make them up, and that's why we like them. We set the terms, of course. Ignorance is bliss, it's true. It's comfortable thinking only of half-truths and lies, and the ones that we are told and the ones that we make up on our own. Like how many people here, how many of you lie to yourself? Like on paper, logically, it is the most ridiculous thing that you could do to lie to yourself. But there it is. We do it all the time. We find comfort in the lies. Even the ones that we tell ourselves that we know aren't true. The only problem... The only problem with finding comfort in the lies is that it doesn't last. It can't last. The lie doesn't hold up whatever it is. Sooner or later, it will all crumble, and then what will you have? The problem with basing our satisfaction off of lies is that, well, they're just not real. But that's why we like them again. They're safe. It's it's safe to create your own reality. It's very tempting, and we do this all the time. Now imagine, imagine if there was an architect who, uh, like, they design a building based on things that they want to be true rather than things that are true. And so they, they put the plans together and they say, well, I just kind of hope this works. I'm, I'm not sure if, if this is good, but, but you know what? I think it'll be fine. And so then uh, they draw up the plans for the building, and then the, they, they build the thing, and they just kind of like drywall over, and, and they paint over the things that they kind of know aren't really going to work and last very long. And, and it looks all wonderful and pretty, but it's faulty construction. And, and then the first earthquake that comes along knocks the building to the ground. You do want the truth. You do. Nothing else will do. 
ancient Scythian warriors who were trained in, in two things, the two virtues that they had. One was like being a really good archer, which is what you want for a warrior, of course. Uh, and then they also trained their warriors to tell the truth, to not lie. That is how difficult the truth can be. But here, today, you are given an opportunity to go further and to go deeper beyond what they consider to be good and true, all the people out there in the world. You know. You know that if the wrong guy wins, everything will still be okay. And you know that whatever happens, we can screw things up pretty good, but not that bad. Because Jesus Christ has come to do what none of us could do. He has gone to truly defeat sin and death and the devil in his life and his death and in his resurrection from the dead. That's truth. Everything else will change. But the cross stands at the center of it all. The truth is that all men from every nation, from every tribe, from every language, all are sinners, and that no one is righteous, not a single one. The truth is that we are lost on our own. And the truth is that I am a poor, miserable sinner who deserves nothing. And the truth is that in spite of all that, Christ has called me as his own. The truth is that Christ has baptized you into himself. The truth is that Christ has brought you into the truth, for he himself is truth. If you want to see something true, look at Jesus. And the truth is that Christ still speaks this to you today. You are forgiven, you are righteous, you are holy, and the truth is seen in this holy meal today with the true body and the true blood of Jesus Christ, which we consume together, that yes, we are all on our knees in the presence of a holy God who does not strike us down, but builds us up. That's truth, that you are set free and nothing can enslave you or entrap you ever again. Not even sin, not even the devil, not even death itself. You are free. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.